Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody, here on uh, Guest Thursday uh, in uh, May. <coughs> and um, uh, Kathy, I know you have some very special guests, again, that you'd like to uh, introduce. And if you would, go ahead. Yes, this is my son, Joshua, and his wife, Emily. And um, they have been on here before, and I know uh, a lot of people followed their story before and really enjoyed hearing how they abide. And so there's been lots of fun stuff going on in their lives that um, it was time to get an update and get them back on here so <laughs> that everybody could hear. Yeah, yeah, that's very exciting. Hey, welcome, everybody. And uh, <clears throat> where are you guys located? Still in, uh, is it Maryland, right? Um, so we're on the eastern shore of Maryland and Delaware. We're uh, Technically, we're in Lewis, Delaware. Oh, yeah, okay. Little yeah. beach town, very cute. <laughs> it's a it's a fun little spot for us. We enjoy it. Do you uh, do you go out to the uh, beach much or? Yeah, we go a good bit. We're probably when five ten minutes. Yeah, when it, <laughs> when the weather's nice, we're probably about uh, five ten minutes to the beach. Um, there's a larger beach that's probably about twenty minutes away that a lot of tourists go to in the summer. But there's a little uh, little small town beach we've got that's kind of tucked away. That's our our go to. They have learned not to bike all the way there though. Yes, that was, that unfortunately. Was <laughs> Is it too too far or too much traffic? Uh, a little bit of both. Yeah. It, Google told us it would take us twenty minutes. It we took us like are 40. like a third of the shape that Google assumed us to be in. So. <laughs> they assumed motorcycle. Yes. Yes. So. They assumed or athlete. Some, and or some like are, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson thighs. Yes, I don't know. Not good. <laughs> well. Um, uh, you're also a little bit a part of uh, history. Um, uh, Kathy, I got notice that uh, from uh, Morgan, who's our uh, assistant that keeps track of all this stuff for us, uh, that we have passed our annual uh, uh, celebration of a podcast uh, that we, oh. we've already, we're already in, uh, you know, there's uh, 52 weeks. Uh, we did our 52nd week uh, two weeks ago. Oh wow! Uh, so so we're. Uh, she said, "Hey, you need to announce announce it that you're, you've officially had a year of podcasts, ready to start your second year." Uh, and so That's today, crazy. Uh, we we actually had had the anniversary. We just didn't know it. <laughs> That's awesome! Congratulations. So now we're celebrating the anniversary. So now we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate with you guys uh, the uh, anniversary and uh, let everybody know. And then she'll. Uh, I think there's some something she can do to highlight to everybody it's our it's our year two uh, oh that's excellent stuff. so she said what when do you want me to do that i said well we can do it today so uh, <laughs> uh and you guys were part of our first year and we thank we thank you for that and kathy and i you and i've had a uh, quite a fun time uh doing this and it's hard to believe that it's been a year of doing we've done two <laughs> 260 right. broadcasts which that's is a lot of episodes <laughs> man that's amazing uh, it's, it's surprising you and I actually had the time to do it. <laughs> so it's fun. So anyway, uh, Joshua and Emily, uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, bring us up to date a little bit. Uh, the last time you shared about your marriage and 
you had some job is interesting situations and seeking God's will and abiding. Uh, just bring us a little bit up to date, and we'll go into some stories of of how God has been working to guide you into His fantastic covenant life. So, bring bring everybody yeah. up to date a little bit. So I'll start because mine are uh, not nearly as exciting as M's. So we'll, we'll save the best <laughs> for last. Um, things are going really well job wise. Uh, so I'm I'm working for Shaw Industries. That's who I started with out of college. Um, it's been great. Uh, we're seeing the territory really grow and take off and just seeing God's blessing and provision there um, in ways that, frankly, are just dumb. Like it, it's things that I have absolutely zero control over and he's just dropping it right in our laps. So it's been really, really cool to see his favor uh, over this territory. Is Shaw, um, really, is, Shaw is that the flooring company? Correct. Yep. Yep. So we're okay. a large flooring manufacturer. So yeah. I sell to local retailers. Um, yeah. So if you wanted to redo your kitchen floors, I wouldn't sell it to you. I would sell to a store in the area. They would sell it to you. Okay. Um, so I work alongside those stores and uh, and have gotten to build some really sweet relationships there. Um, a few customers in particular that are very strong believers. And so you've gotten to go past flooring and business and really talk about life and, and build those friendships, which has just been a really sweet blessing um, that frankly was pretty unexpected stepping into a corporate America role. So that's been a, a big blessing um, in that. And then, like I said, you know, territory is growing, so that's been neat. Um, had lots of opportunities for some added responsibility, and God really just, um, you know, extending tent poles and, and growing responsibility and, and providing more blessing there, which has been a lot of fun. Um, in that, He's provided some sweet financial blessings that were also totally unexpected. Um, and a while ago, gave us a get out of debt date of June 30th. Um, promised that. I mean almost a year ago at this point, right? Right, when you couldn't yeah. even see what that would look like, but yeah, you were faithful. Yeah, and so, so yeah. we sat there and we're like, all right, well, like if that's really what he's saying, then this is gonna be a wild ride because <laughs> we don't have anywhere near the money to pull that off by this date. It's so like, it'll clearly only happen because of God. And now we're about two by a little under two months out from that. And uh, and now it's, you know, we're, we're seeing all those pieces come together. So that's been really neat. Beautiful. When you're, uh, so that's you, been a lot of fun. In your job, do you, uh, are you able to just drive to your clients or do you have to fly yeah. periodically or what do you do? No, no. The only time that I, I really travel you know, or, or fly for work um, is if we're going back to corporate, you know, a couple times a year for trainings and things like that. Um, but no, everything customer wise is all within hour, hour and a half of my house, um, which has been really nice. Oh, great. That's great. So, so yeah, so things as, are going well there. As a, a typical salesman, you're, you're home at two o'clock, right? In the afternoon. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I work one day a month and uh, that's... That's the running, all our sales in one day. Yes, that's the running <laughs> joke we have on the team is, you know, somebody every now and then you have a day that you got to stay home for virtual calls and things like that. But uh, you'll get a phone call from a buddy and, and they'll be out on the road. And be like, oh, you're you're actually driving today. We only work one day a month. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Yeah. Shaw, Shaw takes really good care of us. It's, uh, it's very flexible. So when we do need to take time at home to get paperwork done or you know, have a doctor's appointment or whatever it may be, they really work with us. And that's that's been another huge blessing. Yeah, beautiful. this job. Uh, so originally, this is kind of a, a neat story. Um, originally in college, when we were going through recruiting season, I had narrowed my offers down to um, this job at Shaw or um, a job selling medical devices for Johnson & Johnson's Ethicon division. And, uh, and both were you know, really neat jobs. They both had their perks. Um, obviously there's kind of the glamorous side of selling medical devices, right? You're right now I'm making people's homes look pretty in that job. You'd be saving lives, right? You're, you're in the operating <laughs> room, talking the doctor through how to do some of these operations with a new device. You're, um, it, it's such a big impact. And so was really wrestling with, you know, which job to take and, and what that was going to look like. 
Um, and just so clearly as we were both abiding over it, felt like Jesus was telling us that we were supposed to take this Shaw job for a, a multitude of reasons. Um, but one of those that we didn't see at the time that now we're, we're really getting to see the fruit of is in the midst of COVID and now you know remote work being pretty normal in a lot of jobs, um, especially with Emily's current job, we've gotten a whole lot more time together because the Shaw job is a little bit more flexible. Um, had I been in the Ethicon job, it would have been you know 70 plus hour weeks. Uh, now it's 40 hour weeks and, and every now and then it's a day at home to knock out some paperwork. And so we're getting to have lunch dates together and things like that. So lifestyle been really has been a blessing that he's given Absolutely. you in this for sure. Yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that uh, piece of it. As you said, you, you know, walk with God, abided with God to get his answer. Um, and you even said it uh, in the natural as you were looking at it. And I, and I have a lot of people that I deal with on this particularly is that, well, this job, Look, I'm I'm in healthcare. I'm working with people's lives. Isn't that better? And and floors. Well, it's just it just makes their their home look nicer, and uh, you know that's not as glamorous, so to speak. So logically, you could say, well, shouldn't I? You know. But how did you how did you uh, process that through to actually receive God's answer, which, as Kathy and I keep saying, he know, he knows best and none better for for all the things that he's up to and that you can't assume one's better than the other, it's only what he has to say. So how did that work for you guys? Yeah, good question. I mean, so we, I'm, and Emily, uh, to a certain extent is in the same boat. We're, we're very practically minded. We're very um, logical, pro like prior to learning what it meant to abide, to, to trust Jesus with things, to walk with him daily, we were both very pro-con oriented which we have since learned is the number one enemy of abiding with Jesus. Right? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make my list of what's logical. Yeah. And that way I'll be, you know, that's going to make me neutral, right? Like I'm going to write out all these, you know, all these uh, items that are good or bad about this. And then I'm going to go to Jesus and say, but what do you say? Um, so we've gotten to the point now where it's okay. Like we've got this decision. Let's not really think about it. Like we don't want to process through our own thoughts um, because the thoughts of man deceive, right? Like the, you know, man's heart is deceptive. Our, you know, our logic is flawed um, and God's ways are so much higher than ours that we're just- You see like 2% of the Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't see any of what's going on. And so so over you know, the last really like five years or so, he's really done a work in each of our hearts to, to remove that dependency on our own logic. And it's still a, a daily battle, right? You have to surrender that to Jesus each day. Um, but through that, it's been this really sweet process of getting to see in smaller circumstances blessings that have come from saying, okay, we're not going to lean on our own logic. We're not even going to look at our own logic. We're just going to say, what's Jesus saying about it? Um, and then go from there. And as we've seen that in smaller scenarios, that's given us the the faith and trust and experience to be able to say that in things that are, you know, career decisions or where to move or whatever it may be. It really yeah. does get so much easier um, as you see the faithfulness of God mm -hmm. um, on a track record, um, 100% every time um every year that passes it remains 100 percent um and that made it so easy for us to like i'm not going to say that there aren't hard days but it is so much easier for me to wake up and be like i don't really know if i'm getting paid next month i'm fine with that <laughs> god's got it like that is such an easier place for me to exist now than it would have ever been five years ago and yeah. it only gets easier yeah and um, that uh in that particular decision how did you hear or process it God said, actually, it's Shaw, not, not Ethicon. So there were, it was, what, probably a four or five week process? Something like Something that. Something around there. So, so for about a month, so we'd gotten these offers, spent a lot of time praying about it, 
Um, and at this point we were, so this was our senior year of college. Uh, this was September, October of senior year. We married for six um, months. Yeah, we'd been married about six yeah, months. They got the married the end of their junior year. Okay. Right. Um, so we had actually spent the last summer, uh, I had been an intern for Shaw that summer. And so uh, Emily got to come with me for all that, which was a sweet blessing as well. Um, but that first month of school, senior year was when we were making that decision. And for us, you know, with, with this and with any decision-making process really, for us, it really looks like, all right, we're going to carve out time each morning, you know, in our, in our abide time with Jesus, um, just to sit back and say, okay, God, what do you say about this? Um, journal over that, especially these big decisions that you have the time to make over a, you know, a month, a month and a half journal over it each day, be able to look back on your journaling and say, okay, this is where God led me, you know, each of these individual days. And there's this theme that's presenting itself through it. But then for the most part, it's a lot of, um, just sitting and listening to what God's speaking over it. And so we both individually, um, multiple occasions uh, had instances where God was saying, hey, you're supposed to take this job at Shaw. Sometimes it was even further than that. It was, hey, you're supposed to take this job at Shaw and here's some of why. Like I'm calling you there because X, Y, and Z. Um, and he also had a, an A, B, and C that he never told us about that we're still discovering, <laughs> um, but would give us little inklings into that. Um, so a lot of it was just, you know, hearing the, the soft whispers of God in that, um, that sometimes weren't as soft or whisper oriented as we would have thought, you know, him speaking boldly and really, uh, really giving us um, confidence in that, in hearing him, which yeah. was really sweet. How did you um, uh, stay with that, uh, receive it and move forward knowing that he was doing it um, as opposed to, um, and uh, actually, uh, Kathy, I'm dealing with a lot of people right now who are learning this. And their biggest uh, statement is, how do I know that that's actually God? And then they, they kind of talk themselves out of it. Mm, uh, right. Well, yeah, I, I guess it could be that, but maybe it's this and maybe it's me and I don't know. And um, they never move any forward because they're stuck in that vortex of uh, what James says is that you're double-minded, unstable mm -hmm. in all your ways because you're not trusting what you're hearing. So talk about that a little bit. How did you work at not allowing to say, well, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe, but I don't know. We, we, it, we'll just receive that as a piece of information, not God saying, I'm telling you, go this, go this way. How did you trust it? How did you prevent from uh, interfering with that? Yeah, great question. I mean, we, you know, a lot of our friends ask that same question. Um, and, and it's something that, you know, I think is a struggle for, for everybody, especially when you're really first experiencing what it means to abide, what it means to hear the voice of God right. and to walk when out. When you're questioning that. if what you're hearing is your voice or his voice. Yeah. Right. Exactly. A lot of people struggle there. Yeah. Yeah. When it's new and you're, you're struggling through mm -hmm. that. I mean, I remember first learning that going, okay, I'm, I'm excited to obey God. Like whatever he says, I want to do that. I just want to make sure that I'm actually hearing him, not me. Right. And that's the concern. So it's no longer, which is a, a sweet baby step, right? It's no longer, okay, I'm wrestling with God over obedience in this. It's, Hey, I'm going to obey. I just want to make sure I'm obeying the right thing. Yeah. Um, and so in that, I think for both of us, the most important thing to remember first, first and foremost is scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. And so, so it's, you know, a lot of, there are a lot of circumstances where God's got an ideal situation for you. And in a perfect world, he would love for you to end up in that. But ultimately he cares more about your heart in the decision-making process and your faith in that than he does the actual outcome. Uh, one of my favorite illustrations, and that's not to say he doesn't care about the outcome, and we'll get to that as well. But the one of my favorite illustrations regarding God's will is a lot of people, 
uh, look at God's will as a recipe for making cookies. And if you accidentally do two cups of salt instead of two cups of sugar, you butchered the whole thing. They're going to taste terrible. The entire thing's ruined. You might as well throw <laughs> it all out. Like you're, you're done. Um, a lot of people look at God's will that way. If I make one wrong choice that, you know, if I go to the wrong college, then I'm going to meet the wrong person, marry the wrong person, yeah. have the wrong career, live in the wrong state. And God's, God's not big enough to fix my one little you know, misstep. That's it. That's it. Um, and, and I once heard a pastor say that God's will and the way that he um, responds to us walking in his will or attempting to walk in his will is a whole lot less like baking cookies in a recipe and a whole lot more like a GPS. Right. If you exactly. if you make a wrong turn, like you're trying to get to this destination that he's laid on your heart. And if you make a wrong turn, yeah, it's not ideal. He may have had you take the highway instead of a back road. And if you accidentally take a back road, especially take a back road in faith, thinking that that's what you were supposed to do, he doesn't say, oh, well, now you can't get there. Now you're done. Now, it, no, he says, okay, recalculating. It might take you a little bit longer to get there. That road might be a little bit bumpier, a little bit windier, but we're going to get you there. I'm going to redeem it. There's going to be beautiful stops along the way. Um, and so I think the biggest thing for people that that I hear ask that question of like, well, what if I screw it up? What if X, Y, Z? Um, really, that's coming from a place of fear, not faith, right? right. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yeah. Um, now in that, over the course of the, you know, we, we had the blessing of having four or five weeks to make that decision. And so we didn't have to rely on hearing once in one morning, making sure that we were guaranteed to be right and then stepping out on a life-changing decision in a 20-minute conversation with Jesus. We had the, the blessing of being able to have, you know, multiple conversations with Jesus individually over the course of a month, making sure that what we felt we were hearing from God lined up with scripture, uh, making sure that it lined up with what each of us were hearing individually. So coming to unity in that, which I think was another huge piece to it. Um, that I know both of you have talked about on the show a lot, but uh, but the idea of hey we're gonna we're gonna separate we're gonna have separate time with Jesus to abide over this, and then we're gonna come together and we're not gonna make a decision we're not gonna step out until we both have the same answer from Jesus because there's one Holy Spirit and He only speaks truth that the Father has given Him so it's got to line up yeah. and once it lines up once we both feel peace that this is what Jesus is speaking now we move forward we make a career decision yeah I also think it's important for people to understand that like. God knows you better than anybody else. Um, so why would the way he speaks to you not sound like something that you would think, you know? Like mm. he talks to Josh in baseball analogies. He would never give me one of those. I wouldn't know what I was, <laughs> was talking about. Like, but I think that's the beauty of God knowing us so intimately is that he knows the way we think. He knows what's on our hearts. And so I think as you surrender to God, like you're gonna start recognizing his voice one, the more you hear it. Um, but in that beginning part where you're worried about it sounding like you, um, it might because he knows you. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like to say he speaks the way we listen. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he knows how we're going to hear and he'll pay attention to that and, and talk to us that way. Yeah. And yeah. what, um, uh, uh, to use a baseball analogy, Emily, uh, <laughs> God, God doesn't throw you curveballs. <laughs> you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna bait and switch you. So, yeah, and I think you 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 have the Holy Spirit when you're a believer. You you feel hesitancy if you're acting out on something that God never said. I feel hesitancy. Like I I know that if I do this, I'm doing something wrong. I might not be able to tell you why, yep. but I know why. I know what it is. You know, mm -hmm. and so I think trusting trusting the Holy Spirit to guide you even in having a sense about whether you're stepping right or not. Right. Too. And why, why is it so important for you to trust what you just said? You're hearing, uh, go ahead and go with it. Uh, you, you said it, if God wants to tweak it, change it, alter it, make you uncomfortable, 
that's his job, not yours. Uh, and that's why you can trust, uh, like you're hearing Shaw, uh, okay, we're, gonna, we're going that way. And, and you even said, it doesn't mean I heard the word Shaw, that's it. Uh, it's, well, you're saying that, you're taking us down that path. We're going to go process, do due diligence, ask more questions, uh, confirm it, you know, in unity. But why, why do you feel it's so critical for, uh, to help people understand is to really trust what you are hearing and don't fret about it so much? <clears throat> you want to take that? Um, you know, for me, I think when I'm fearing too much, I'm missing out on the joy, um, the joy of obedience, the joy of an immediate yes. Um, and I think there's blessing that comes on that and peace, to be honest. I think worrying about whether or not you're making the right decision when your heart is genuinely seeking the Lord, you're missing out on joy and peace um, and you're letting the enemy rob that moment with God, that intimacy with God. Um, I know I do it when, when I'm too caught up in it. There's not peace in the process. I'm right, not looking right. to Jesus. I'm looking at my own footsteps and going, is this right? You know, like, um, <laughs> and I think you can get lost in the details and miss out on the relationship as well. Right. Yeah, that's good. Josh, you want to add anything to that in terms of why it's important to trust what you are hearing? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I, I think, um, you you nailed it. Um, the only thing I would add to it is that. Uh, so you mentioned the intimacy with Jesus, and that's I think ultimately that's his biggest desire in that process, right? Like at the end of the day, if he wanted us to be at Shaw because his two biggest priorities were, you know, whatever the financial provision was going to look like and whatever our work life balance was going to look like, I mean, he could could have provided that through anything, right? We could be doing any job in the world and he could say okay well i'm going to tweak it to provide financially this much and to create this work-life balance so the specific and even the people maybe it was oh well he's going to impact these different people emily's going to impact these different people he can bring those people into your life in a million different ways right so ultimately he is so much bigger than the circumstances he doesn't really have to use the circumstances for his end goals it's the process of us getting to those circumstances that brings us closer to him in intimacy yeah uh, and i think really that's his his ultimate goal in any decision making process for us or any trial for that matter too yeah. um is not you know it's not the outcome it's not um not even what he grows in you i think that's a huge priority that's something he absolutely loves to do is grow fruit in you through different trials through decision making but the number one thing he's focused on is spending time with you having intimacy with yeah. you <laughs> and he delights in that i love yeah. that you bring that up because that one of the things I'm always telling people I feel like is every question we have and every issue we're facing is really just an invitation to intimacy with God. Yeah. That's all it is. It's an opportunity to know him in a deeper, fuller way. And, um, and he can use every one of them. So, yeah. yeah. And talk a little bit also, um, uh, actually, I just had a conversation this morning with a, with a guy seeking God's will and his tendency is <laughs> like most of us is would just give me the answer. Um, I'm trying to get the answer. I'm trying to get the answer. And you kind of said it. It's actually more of a step-by-step -step process. And then you come to unity, which he's, he gives us this beautiful ability to confirm it with your spouse, with the inner circle. How did that work for you as you were making this decision? What were some of the steps that looked like steps? And then um, how did you two come to unity and confirm? And now you said, we now know that we know that we know we're, we're going to take Shaw. <clears throat> yeah. 
So, you know, each process for us looks a little bit different. And I think one thing that's been fun to see over the last five or six years um, of doing life with Jesus and doing life together, and both of those things, ironically enough, kind of coincided yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that has been sweet to see is, you know, Jesus has us at this sweet point now of a lot of times he still will string a decision out and we'll take several weeks to, to process that with him. There are times now when he's just like, here's your decision. And it's so, he speaks so blatantly clearly that we're like, great, like we can do that this afternoon and like walk out and, you know, he says to go do it. We're like, all right, awesome. Like, you know, we really know we heard God on this. We're going to go do it. Early on, that was never the case and always what I asked for. Right. It, like, <laughs> every decision, I was like, God, just make it super clear to me. Tell me today, right now, I'll go do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes and, and beautiful he would, heart <laughs> he would, i mean he would you know, sometimes he would withhold that answer or looking back there were times that it was so clear he withheld that answer because of a, a timing issue right i was so gung-ho like let's get after it go do it execute <laughs> like if he had told me on the first day i asked i would have gone and done it that first day without asking his timing right i would have been like oh i know the answer he told me let's go do it and his answer was really, here's what to do, but I want you to do it two months from now. I mean, he had purposes behind that. Other times it was, you know, and it was probably this every time, but it was, you know, hey, I want to walk with you in this, right? That intimacy piece that we were just talking about. I, you know, I want more than just the outcome. I want the journey with you. Um, and so I think a lot of times early on, I would go to Jesus um, because I wanted the answer not because I wanted to walk with him. Yeah. Right. And, and the hard you're, you're describing kind of that difference between a transactional relationship and an intimate relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I was saying, and, and my heart was half good in it because the idea was, well, I know God's will is best. So I definitely want God's will, but it's, <laughs> I want God's will now. You know, I, I want it as fast as possible, like microwave society, right? Like pop it in, hit a button, pop it out, you can eat. <laughs> um, that was how I looked at hearing God, you know, uh, seeking God's will. And over the years, he's taught me, hey, it's it's so much more about the journey. Right. Um, and there are times now where he's saying, hey, no, this is this is actually a decision we need to make. We need to make it soon. And I'm telling you the answer today. Go do it. Um, that never would have been the case before because I was, you know, rubbing a lamp, hoping a genie would come out. <laughs> um, and so that so that's been a, a sweet change. That's still, you know, human nature that I have to fight against. Still have it to break. Um, and Emily, you know, both of us are kind of in the same boat in that. Um, but for this decision in particular, that process of, of coming together was, like I said, a, a lot of uh, heavy journaling on that. Um, a lot of time just sitting, uh, I mean, just sitting in silence for you know, as long as as long as we can stand it and uh, and just saying, Jesus, what do you want to speak and writing down the things that he would speak over it mm -hmm. and then looking at themes over the course of that month. Um, and then even in the day to day, I mean, there were several times that he would you know, tell me very clearly, like, hey, this is what I have for you. Like, I, I want you to choose Shaw. But then he would say, but don't do it yet. Like, I, I want to tell Emily the same thing first. Yeah. I want you guys to be in unity um, and vice versa. I, on that decision, I don't remember who he told first, but you know, every one of our decisions, he's telling one of us first and the other is usually, you know, a couple days behind or whatever it may be. And he's, he's creating that sweet timing in it. It's very um, rare that he tells us at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, <laughs> in, in all reality, the only big decision I can think of that he really told both of us yes at the same time um two decisions one was taking this particular role within shaw um my current boss don called me um, and at the time i didn't know him or anything but called me one day and said hey we've got this territory i know you're out in st louis doing this but here's this opportunity 
we talked through it briefly. He said, what do you think? I said, well, you know, let me go pray about it. Let me talk with Emily about it. Um, thinking that it was going to be a few days and we would get back to him. And we got off the phone, prayed about it. And Jesus told both of us, Hey, call Don back right now and tell him yes. So we called Don back. We told him yes, 20 minutes later. And, and then we moved out we here. We were packing. Yeah, we were packing night. that yeah. afternoon. Um, so there was that decision. And then the only other decision um, that I can think of that was just that immediate, you know, God told both of us and said, and go do it right now. Uh, was shortly after we had gotten, it was in our first year of marriage. I think we um, told the story last time. No, we didn't. We, we didn't? were talking about it. We didn't get the chance yeah. to. This was the, the car story, mom. Oh, this is a great story. I love this Yay. story. Jesus is so cool. <laughs> um, so our senior year of college, uh, so it was 2019 into 2020. We graduated May of 2020. Um, we had two cars and at Shaw, and we'd already signed with Shaw at this point. So we knew that we were coming on to Shaw um, and one of the, the perks of um, being a sales rep at Shaw is we drive a ton. And so that means they give us a corporate car. Um, so that was a, a huge blessing for us. Co yeah, corporate cool. truck. So we, uh, we enjoy that a lot. That's a lot Cars of fun. Um, and we, so we knew that we were getting a company car once we started with Shaw, which was going to be you know, late 2020. And we had two cars. We had mine from before we got married and Emily's from before we got married. And we were like, well, we're getting a company car. They cover the personal side of it as well. So like, all right, we'll sell one of our cars. Um, Emily's had a little more value, was newer, was nicer. So like, all right, we'll sell mine um, and, and we'll keep her car long-term. I actually think so it the, was the reverse. I just wanted my car. Was it really? <laughs> no, yours is definitely nicer. <laughs> mine, was, mine was newer, yours yeah. was nicer. Yeah. But anyway, so we, you know, we knew we were gonna sell my car um, late 2020. And, uh, and for whatever reason, cause that was when we would get the truck. And for whatever reason, you know, we woke up one morning in February, 2020. So about a month before COVID hit and uh, it was late February and we're sitting there spending time with Jesus and Emily like very abruptly stops halfway and like looks up at me and is like, Hey, Jesus just told me that we're supposed to sell your car today. And I was like, <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. Like we still need this car for six months. Like we're both going to class. You're working. We're both going to be working. Like we need two cars. This doesn't make any sense, but okay. Let me, you know, let me talk to him about it and see what he tells me. And so, I mean, within five minutes, he was just so clear, like, yes, like, you know, she heard correctly. You are supposed to go sell this car. You're supposed to sell it today. And so we wrapped up our time with the Lord, hopped in the car, drove up and down <laughs> a, a strip of, you know, four or five different um, dealers. You know, they're all right next to each other. So took the car through each of those. And long story short, the car was worth like five grand and three dealerships got in the bidding war over it because they needed that exact car. And it ended up going for a little over seven and a half grand. And three weeks later, which was, you know, it, which A, was just a huge blessing in general. And B, comical. only God would kids, do that. that? <laughs> only God could do that, right? Yeah. Well, and, and then B, as two college kids that had just gotten married and weren't working, that was, you know, also a game changer. So that was awesome. Um, but then three weeks later, this, you know, this virus that none of us were hearing anything about, but all of a sudden came to the U S called COVID-19 shut everything down. And, uh, you know, right now used cars are worth a fortune, but at the time no one was going anywhere. No one was driving. You could not sell a used car to save your life. Right. And up to the point that we got the Shaw truck, it was, the economy was that way as a whole. And so he, I mean, literally like three weeks before COVID hit, he was like, hey, go sell your car. I'm gonna get you a few extra grand and it's gonna be a huge blessing. And oh, by the way, you won't need that car because the world's gonna shut down for six months and so, or you know, longer than that. Yeah. That's right. But yeah, it's all the uh, great uh, uh, expression that we say that yeah, God knows more than we do. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and, uh, and just let, he speaks it. So that's a beautiful story of uh, 
how cool that is and just how specific it was, unity, uh, both confirmation of yes. When, when God gives a, a confirmation, it's both yes. Yeah. Uh, yep, you can, you can count on it, trust it, move, you know. And so very, very exciting. And uh, we want to have you back. Uh, actually, it'll uh, the next session will show up next week. But we, we want to hear about Emily's uh, fantastic story. She's got... Uh, the last time we implied a little bit that she was involved with something new uh, and couldn't really talk about it, but now she can. So uh, uh, tune in next week, and we're going to hear that story, which is a cliffhanger, which is <laughs> spectacular. You know, so uh, you got to catch up. So thank you guys so much for sharing, and uh, we're very excited at what what you're uh, what you're involved with and how beautiful. Uh, Kathy and I couldn't express it any, any, yeah. any more beautiful of that this is how it works. It's it's really a joy to have it work that way. So thank you so much, and uh, we will see you uh, next week. Yeah, Great. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining us, us, everyone. We're looking forward to having you back next week. Yeah. Make sure everyone to tune in because yeah. this is a good story you need to hear yeah, really from Emily, is. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.